Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Monday's teaching is a continuation of the series on A Great Door. Today, Bishop Dag will teach you about types of doors that can be found in the Bible. He will take a closer look at seven biblical doors that are specifically mentioned in the Word of God and will help you to learn the prophetic meanings of doors that appear in your life and ministry. Today's teaching will help you analyse the importance of every door that God will place before you and the word will cause you to become more spiritual and able to detect and recognise divine doors that are opened unto you. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. All right. Father, thank you for this blessed time. In your presence, we ask you to guide us in all that we do and say. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today, um, because of the COVID restrictions, we are having a shorter service. Amen. So, but it's a service and an open air carnival. So, in a sense, it's not really a church service. It's um, it's um, a prayer meeting in the open. Now, today's the theme for the offering. Is this by this offering? I am overcoming every stalemate in my life. From today onwards, I shall experience a significant and sudden advance, development, achievement, and increase in my life. I suddenly surpass obstructions and resistance. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. And let me say it again. By this offering, I am overcoming every stalemate. You know what a stalemate is? No one is winning, no one is losing. You are not going forward, you are not going backward. From today onwards, I shall experience a sudden, that's what a breakthrough means, a sudden advancement, a sudden advance, all right? A sudden development, a sudden achievement, and a sudden increase in my life. Do you believe it? I suddenly surpass all obstructions and resistance in the name of Jesus. That is what a breakthrough is. Isaiah 54 verse 3. For thou shalt break forth. You see, sudden achievement, sudden advancement, sudden advance. Thou shalt break forth 
on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Amen. God is a God of breakthroughs. You know, when, for instance, they um, discovered how to go, how to do the rocket engine, we used to have just propellers. And there are still planes which use propellers. But when they discovered the rocket engine, the jet engine, towards the end of the Second World War, it was a breakthrough. And today, as I speak, three space crafts are landing on Mars. One from the United Arab Emirates, one from China, and another, I believe, is from uh, either America or, or Euro- Europe. No, no, not Uganda. From Europe. All right. Now, these three spacecrafts have been traveling for some time and have arriving in mass, all of them. Some are landing with uh, special cables because the atmosphere is not thick enough for a parachute. So the parachute wouldn't help. So most of the ones that came before, they went too fast and they got broken and they were disappeared. Some are using other methods of landing. Some are just going around. So it's something they discovered. It was a breakthrough. which Human beings never saw had that before. But by the end of the Second World War, there was a sudden advancement. There's going to be a sudden advancement in your life in Jesus' name. You didn't come to sit in this sunshine for nothing. Yes. Amen. Now, today, I, what I'm saying now, as well as what I'm going to just preach, short message today, is uh, all just prophetic. I want you to believe the things that are said. I want you to just believe them and receive them. Sudden breaking out of obstructions. And um, when a woman is having a child for the first time, you know, there can be quite a long struggle, but then there's a breakthrough. And then after that, it's easy. Yeah. That's why sometimes people are surprised when their second child comes because it can come so fast that... uh, because you were expecting that kind of resistance, the same resistance that you used to have or that you had the first time. But God is making a way out of every hardship and every difficulty, a sudden breakthrough. You see, for instance, with coronavirus, one of the things you need is 
a stalemate. It's a breakthrough. There's no real breakthrough as we speak. Do you see? There's no real breakthrough. In spite of vaccines, this and that, 2021 is looking similar to 2020. The way it's even starting. And uh, if you remember 2020, they said by June. Do you see? Do you remember? (laughs) Are you not hearing something June the same way you are hearing June? And so on. So, what is needed is a breakthrough. Amen. And in your life, I don't know where you are and what is happening in your life, but God is about to give you a breakthrough based on today's offering. Why? Because offerings are special sacrifices from the Lord, for the Lord. And they have a special effect on God, different from everything else you do. And so, that is why I believe that the Lord said to me, help me to tell the people to build cathedrals and to build churches. Because we've never done that before. I mean, we've been, this church has existed for more than 30 years. There's space in the front here, my dear. Right here. Greater Love Club in the front here, please. Greater Love members, please, you always have a a seat in the front somewhere. All right? We are all children, so the few, we are about just 20 grown-ups. Some small white hair. Now listen. Are you listening? Now, um, what was I saying? Tell my people to build cathedrals. Cathedrals. Why? We've been existing for 30 years. How come we've never asked people to build cathedrals and to build churches by themselves? Do you see? How come? But suddenly, God wants to bless the church and bless many people. And that is why this breakthrough is coming. As I believe that uh, the seed has an effect. It has an effect. It has a great effect. You know, I'll tell you, since 19... uh, I finished school in 1989, you know, and uh, I've only been building the church. You know, my effort has only been to build the church. Yes. It's like all that I'm doing is to build the church. Even now, all my effort is about building the church and leaving the church something good that can do well even if I'm not here. That's all I'm doing. Yes. And um, God himself will take care of the rest. The rest of the things for you. Things that you don't spend your effort on. 
he will also look at it and say, okay, I want to help you with this and I want to do this for you and I want to bless you. I want you to believe that God we serve is alive. I don't know why you are here. It's quite hot. You know? I don't know what you are doing here. If God is not real. Hallelujah. Amen. You see how you are having umbrellas? You one day be on the beach having either honeymoon or second honeymoon or third honeymoon or fourth honeymoon. And you say that, look, we, we learned it at Jesus Savior of the World Square. How to wear sunglasses and have umbrellas and go in the sun. Katala In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, my iPad is gone off. But you see, God told uh, in Genesis 26, the Lord told Isaac, don't go where everybody is going. Stay here and sow a seed here. Now, in verse 13 and 14, Isaac sowed a seed in the land. And what happened after he sowed the seed? The Bible says, and the man waxed very great, very great, and went forward. So you, you'll be going forward because the breakthrough is coming in your life and you're going to go forward. Don't ask me how. As soon as you ask how. You are not a man of faith. I am telling you that you are going forward. In Jesus name. So the man waxed great. And went forward. And grew. Until he became very great. Alright. But what happened to Isaac? He sowed in that land. In verse 12. Isaac sowed in that land. He sowed a seed in the land. Wow. And what did God do? He received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Wow. May your efforts never be in vain. Can I give you a testimony? You know, I qualified on the 10th of March, 1989, as a doctor. And I started to work as a doctor. And I realized that it was like working as a doctor in Kolebo Hospital. I wasn't so happy. And uh, I noticed how People were tipping the doctors. You know, I don't know whether it's the way I grew up. I'm not used to tips or tipping people. It's not part of my culture. Sometimes my wife used to tell me, you have to tip somebody. I I didn't grow up that way. I didn't have people that tipped me, and I wasn't being tipped, and I also didn't tip. So the last place I ever thought I would ever see something like that would be at work. And you have to sort of look sheepish, very humble, especially if you have a patient who is a Lebanese or Indian. 
Apparently, they give more tips. Yeah, I was there once, and I don't know what it was a Lebanese or some man who was being taken to court, and he wanted to escape from the court, so he came on admission. And I think that day he gave about 10,000 to the doctor. I don't know how much it was in those days. So for, for, I said, tip. I said, hey, is this how people live? I'm not used to that. And I thought to myself, this is not why I spent seven years in the medical school sowing seeds into my brain. And I'm about to reap one fold or two fold tips. I didn't come into the ministry to receive tips either. Yes. I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, if Isaac sold in that land and got a hundredfold, I can tell you many efforts we make yield little or nothing. And my medical school was about to yield nothing. In fact, it was yielding nothing. Hmm? When I decided to serve the Lord, and I put behind medicine, and I took the few sheep, mostly students from Ebenezer Secondary School, they were my members. And unaccounted for people from Kolegono. Yes. I gave myself to look after them. And I gave up my future in America to stay with them. I sold my life into the classroom church. And I invested the rest of my life into a, a, a church that was in a classroom. Huh? It has yielded more for me than seven years in the medical school. I realized from the beginning of the tapes that something was wrong. Something was wrong. I will never stop recommending that you, you invest in God's house. I'll never stop till my dying day. I know what will be written even on my tomb. That I tried to persuade people to serve God. I try to persuade people to serve God. That's all I try to do. I try to help you to believe that serving God was a good thing and far more profitable than any other venture in the world. I will recommend that to you. So this afternoon, thank God we are this beautiful square in uh, Anakazo campus. I never thought we would ever see a place like this. All these are things which God has for those who love them. He says, I has not seen. Are we not in an eye has not seen? No, I'm asking you a serious question. Are we not in an eye has not seen? And then ear has not heard. Have you ever heard the word Anaka, uh, Jesus Savior of the world square? Have you heard of it before? Yes. Beautiful. Have you ever heard of the word Anakazo Campus? I has not seen. 
what God has prepared. And I prophesy over your life, whatever is a stalemate, never winning, never losing, never really losing, never really winning, today marks the end of that stalemate in the name of Jesus. You will receive a sudden breakthrough and you will suddenly surpass the resistance that has been in your way and in your life all these years. May you break forth on the right side and may you break forth on the left. What it means is you break forth in this area and you also break forth in this area. What's the use of breaking forth in, in ministry side and your marriage side is not breaking forth? What, how does it help? How does it help? You are breaking forth on the left and you are breaking forth on the right. Father, may those who believe this word, those who are watching, they can see me, they can hear me, Lord, in all the foreign lands where we are locked into our rooms in the winter, but are hearing and believing. Let a sudden breakthrough come. Break out of this difficulty. The end of the stalemate. Let it come to pass. I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want everybody to take your offering uh, and give. If you are watching online, you know the way to give. Take your tithes and your offering. Don't stop giving or give less. Give more. This is the time to give more. And take out your offerings, your tithes and everything. Please, we are doing it in the first offering tithing, offerings, project offerings, everything. Please, in the square, Vodafone and Airtel are not working here. So you need to give it after or before or MTN. And our MTN number is on the screen. What is MTN in Ghana? MTN Momo is 24 631 Eight four nine four for the flow offering in MTN zero two four six three one eight four nine four. Okay, there's there's no uh, Vodafone and whatever here. I think when you go to the other side of the campus, it works, isn't it? At the Great Hall side, you know. Can you imagine God has given us such a big campus that? One telephone network works on the, on the southern side, on the northern side. There's no risk. I mean, it's just beautiful. So that's an amazing problem to have. Amen. So take your offering and give your best. Now, your church building offering. Everybody, right now, I have 150 people who have given for the community churches. Yes. And you know, I, I don't know if they can project it, but yesterday someone sent me a picture of um, our brothers who are also building their temples. Now they have a sign, project number this, that they are doing. And they are, they are, I don't know how many thousands they have, but if they can project it, I don't know. But they are, they are built so many thousand. Uh, of their temples. Yes, in Ghana. You know, he was t- sending me a message to say thank you for the vision to build churches. 
And right now we are on the Kintampo, Buipe Road, Kintampo, Nkranza, Kintampo, Atebubu Road. Yes. And uh, we are on those lines. We are doing 15 on this line, 15 on this road, 15 on this road. Going in every direction. Oh, yes. And we are coming down to Ejura. Then we'll be going to Ejura to Yeji. Atebubu Kwame Danso. There is no weather to escape us in Ghana. Are you part of the amens that I'm hearing? I said there is no place that will escape our presence. Yes. With real churches, church buildings. And the road, Prince, what's the road we use from um, Ejura going towards uh, Kintampo? Techiman Kintampo Road. That's the Ejura and Kranza Road. Yes. That's a very lonely road. But you see only temples of other religions. Yes. So, brothers and sisters, I am committed to 500 buildings and 100 cathedrals. Please support me to do it. None of them belongs to me and I cannot do anything with it. You can't do much with a church building. You know, one day I went to the church for a loan years ago when we didn't have money. I went and asked for a loan. And the bank manager said to me that, you know, your church building, when we give you a loan, it cannot be uh, used as what? We guarantee, I don't know, collateral, whatever. Whatever the, the words are. Yes. For, for the church building. We can't sell it to get our money back and so on. So sorry. So in a sense, a church building is valueless to somebody who doesn't value church. To us, it is everything. So we are giving and we are all going to be, I know many people are part of this project. Uh, recently, one of our aunties died, our um, church aunties died and i remember i was officiating her funeral and uh, when we mentioned that she built this church one of these churches single-handedly that was the point at which the whole congregation started clapping and i tell you to be one of the most worthwhile things you ever did with your life is to be able to point as if this particular cathedral we i built it and it's not difficult to be part of the cathedral because I've changed, done so many adjustments to make it possible. It's the same as the small building. We don't, we don't ask you for the cost of the land, for this, for that, for the labor, many, many things, so that you can lay claim to it comfortably. Do you understand? Yes. And it's, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you participate in something beautiful. So everybody must have that vision. And please don't uh, reduce in any way what God has placed on your heart. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to give and be generous to God's work. Yes. Recently, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, stay on the church as you've been doing all your life. Don't veer into anything else. Do only church things. I felt the Holy Spirit urging me that don't do anything else. Do church, 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 church. Build the church and let the church be better and better. Keep fighting to build the church. That's all.
I felt it so much in my spirit. Yeah. So please, I'm, I'm encouraging you to be part of this amazing uh, work. You know, you know, there's one thing when we build a church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's, it when we build a church, we are fighting the gates of hell, not even just one demon. The gate of hell itself is being suppressed. We, 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 we are building at the mouth of hell. And that's why Satan hates so much the building of, his church, of the church. So let's give ourselves gloriously to this, to this what? Glorious mission. Unreservedly. The, the words in our song, Ready at 20, are the words of William Carey. You know, when I read his little book, I thought these are special words. So I made them into a song. So they are the words of William Carey and the words of Adoniram Jackson. They're not my words, but I just put them together. Yes, I just, I just put them together. But those are the, the, when you hear the words, you hear the English, you see that these are special people. Special people. You see them in heaven. Yeah. You see them in heaven and, and you wish. Yeah. One time, uh, I feel like preaching, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one time, the Lord took Kenneth Hagin into hell. And he saw someone wrapped in flames. The person was wrapped. He saw people, someone wrapped in flames and screaming. And he told him, you are so casual about this. This is what happens when someone dies and doesn't know me. You are so casual about my work. Let's not be casual about our opportunity to do his work. Let's, let's give ourselves earnestly what you can do, do it well don't expect praises from anybody just do your part there are many things I do for you and for the church, you don't know what I do yeah <laughs> that, that's it, you don't know so do your best and when it's time to give give freely give, and even with the church building you see, if, if you I've done is that those who don't trust anything, I don't blame you because there are reasons not to trust things. But I've done it in such a way that when you give, you see the physical particular church that you are building. And it will be dedicated by our archbishop. We have our own archbishop in our church. Or by any of the people that he may delegate. Because there are so many now that I don't know if he can do all. But he, he, you see it physically and there's a plaque with your name on, on the church forever. I learned it from Church of Pentecost. When you go into a Church of Pentecost building, you see a plaque. The one who dedicated it, the one who built it, the one who was the pastor there, all those things. I saw, I saw it Church of Pentecost. I said, oh, this is a good thing. I'll do it. It's not to praise I'm learning from our senior brothers how they have built churches and so on. It's a beautiful thing. So I've also decided to do the same thing. And I think it's a good thing. Amen. 
So let God touch your heart. As I speak now, so many cathedrals are, and when you say projects, we start with steel before it comes. Yes, so we are on 50 cathedrals. I don't want to lie to you. Yes, on it. Yes, apart from everything that is going on, we are 50. We have put our hand in it. We are committed already. It's, it's heavy. So we need you to really believe God. Yeah. Do you know something? Those of you who are on this mountain, you see, when you start climbing a mountain from Aburi this way, what do you notice? Presbyterian. 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 You see, when they came, they built here churches. So you see that they have dominated. It's not easy for any other religion to come here. Because when they came in 1847, they possessed the main road. Do you understand what I'm saying? And since then, nobody can possess the road. But we are joining them. You watch and see. Yes. It's beautiful. You see, salt is not useful unless it's enough. And our presence is not useful unless it's enough. Did you hear enough? Yes. How many have ever cooked? I just, this is just for the sisters who cook. How many have ever cooked and somebody had the audacity to say that there was no salt in the food? If somebody has ever had the audacity to say that there's no salt in your food, in your life, raise your hand. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, you put salt in, isn't it? Yes. But you see, when salt is not enough, it's the same as there's no salt. So if the church is not enough in the system, it's as though there's no church. So we are building a church in such a way that it will be enough for our lifetime. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, bless every giver. Bless every offering. International, local, American, Australian, English, Swiss, German, Spanish, everywhere. Bless your children mightily. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. First Love Church, God has a word for you today. You didn't hear me. I said God has a word for you today. God has something to say to you today. Oh, at the back, can you hear me? All those at the back, the back line, if you can hear me, say amen. Okay. On the side, if you can hear me, say amen. On the other side, let me hear amen. I'm trying to find out where God lives. In the middle, can I hear amen? It's still confusing. At the back, do you have a hallelujah? No, no, a hallelujah. Okay, on this side, do you have a hallelujah for us? Okay, God may be here. On this side, hallelujah. In the middle, do you have a Jesus for me? I think God lives in the middle. God lives in the middle. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of God? You have come unto Jerusalem and we have come to hear from God. We have come to be blessed by what God has for us. And the Bible says, I have spoken by the prophets. And I believe today God is about to speak by his prophet. And God has a specific word for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look like you need a word from God. 
Tell your neighbor, you look like you need advice from God. And I know he's going to give it to you. And so today, we have our very own prophet in the house to preach to us. And, 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 and the Bible says, the Bible says, I long to see that I may impart to you a spiritual gift to the end that you will be established. And the Bible says that it will work through the mutual faith of me and you. And so I believe that as your faith builds and our prophet's faith meets your faith, God is imparting something into you this afternoon. Do you believe God is imparting something into you this afternoon? And so I want us to sing a song that will build up our faith. And the song says, nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. Do you believe it's true? Let's sing, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Sing it again. Say, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God. Voice of God to me, is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything, for everything, for everything. Yes, everything is possible. Come on, give that other shout and let's sing it again. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. You have come to the house of God and nothing is impossible for God once you are standing in his presence. Nothing is impossible. Come on, lift your hands in faith and declare. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Everything. There is nothing that's too hard for God. Everything is possible when we believe in God. Give the Lord a shout of victory and welcome your prophet, Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. Hallelujah. Let me hear your shout and your wave. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this opportunity this afternoon in your presence we are excited to hear a word from you we'll say amen to your word Lord we thank you for this great opportunity in Jesus name thank you that everyone that is blocked up behind the wall, behind the gate behind the rock behind the impossible will break forth today by your mighty power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject is the great door. And today I want to show you types of doors in the Bible. And I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 8. Biblical doors. Biblical doors. Doors specifically mentioned in the Bible. As doors in the Bible. And I want us all to see the prophetic meaning of the door in your life today. Okay? 
Okay? Do you believe God loves you? First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 8. It says, But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me and there are many adversaries. We will get to the many adversaries. But, and there are four main adversaries. But today we are looking at the doors that God places before you. Alright? And it's important to see and to recognize God placing a door before you. Now, the first time we noticed this was in this verse. I've been preaching from this verse. And um, I just feel the Holy Spirit wants me to emphasize these seven doors that are mentioned specifically in the Bible as doors. And the first is the great door. The great door. It's the only door that is called a great door. All right? Now, why is it called a great door? A, great, a door is an opportunity. It's a chance. It's something God is signaling you. Come through, come through, come through. Come through here, 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 here. You know, during the Kenyan bombings of the malls, when you read the stories or the bombing of the, they had an office block or something that was also had terrorists, you know, and all these stories. You, when you read the stories, you see how important the door is. See somebody run and say, come, 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 this way, this way. And people run through the doors. There are people who don't go into rooms and buildings without knowing where the doors are. And if you notice on an airplane, they always tell you to look for the doors. Where is marked exit? Sometimes they say, even if you don't notice anything, please note that the door may be behind you. Because the door is actually more important than the seat belt and a plane. A seatbelt is one of the useless things, in my opinion, because what, the plane is so tightly squeezed, you are so tightly squeezed, you can never go forward or back or sideways. So it's actually a source of spreading infection. It's one of the dirtiest places on a plane is the seatbelt and all the buttons on the, in the plane. The person who went to the toilet and didn't wash his hands and wipe his whatever on his hand and they held it and then because it wasn't open he pressed it very hard and because he didn't even know yes because he didn't know how to open it he pressed it very hard and then ended up wiping it and then you come and then you also hold it you have smeared the whole thing you get what i'm saying so a seat belt is not even as important as the door if the plane does crash God forbid, you'll never be in a plane that crashes. You will never be in a plane that crashes. In Jesus' name. 
if there is something like that, what would be important is to know where the door is. Because if it's behind you, you may rather need to go back because that is where something is open and you can go out quickly if ever there's a chance for something like that. Because you may think it's forward and rush forward, but the one is just behind you on the side here. And you wouldn't know. A door is a very important thing. It, it makes a way of escape from a stalemate. Sometimes in your life, there's a stalemate. Neither going forward, neither going backward. When it comes to relationship, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to business, when it comes to work, when it comes to anything, you are neither going forward nor backward. But then a door appears. And when the door appears, God is showing you this way, this way, this way, this way. When September 11th happened, one of our church members described to me how he was at home and he put on his television and he saw the Trade Center burning and he saw the plane had hit and he saw another plane and his wife was in, in there. His wife was in there. You know? And uh, his wife escaped. He's one of the people who escaped. And they described coming down. You go down the stairs, then they say, this way, this way. And that's what the firemen were doing. They would come and say, this way, come here, 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 here. And so, as Paul was in his ministry, and he was wondering what to do, sometimes getting stuck, God showed him a great door. And that great door, each of these doors I'm telling you about, has specific characteristics and you need to be able to recognize them now let me tell you something um this door this door this great door is the great door because it's connected to work the word effective a great door and effectual is the greek word ergon which has to do with work and labor. So a great door that has work in it has been opened to me. That is what he was saying. A great door connected to work has been opened for me. Even today, when somebody gets a job, say, hallelujah, I got a job. Is it not true? Is that not what we say? Your hallelujah should be loudest when you have a job in the house of God. Hallelujah. Look, I've been asked to do this. I'm doing this. Hallelujah. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. I've got a good job. I'm so blessed. Look at the job I have. Wow. God has been kind to me. That's what we say when we get human, earthly jobs. Given by human beings. How much more if you have something to do? Today this campus is here. One day we'll be gone. It will still be here. There are people who worked here. And I tell you, all the people who have worked with me are glad that they were part of this work. Recently I met some of my engineers who were working, who worked here. You know? And uh, they were telling me, don't you have anything for us to do? 
Is there no, is there no work? Not, not work for money. Oh. I mean, they just be they, they are the engineers that work with me. Is there nothing? No, nothing is happening. It is a blessing when you are given something to do, or if you find work, or you create work. The great door is open when you arrive in a church like your church, which gives work. Now, this Tuesday, I hope they keep to their word. They say they are bringing the roof to our church. So those of you who have never been to the Jesus Savior of the World Square, this Sunday coming may be the last so it's better that this next Sunday you are really here to celebrate. And you see, when we go back to church, you may actually be saying, is it possible for us to come back here? The sunshine service was the best. It is more healthy. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Now, God is giving you a lot of work to do. Never be happy when you seem to be unemployed. It's lazy people who go to work and are so happy that there's nothing to do. How many have ever been at a, a, a job where there was nothing to do and you were so happy? Say, ah, today we are resting. <laughs> You know yourselves. This is the big door. I never knew in my life I would travel to Bolivia. Yeah. I never knew in my life I would travel to Bolivia. What is Bolivia? I don't know anybody. Do you know somebody there? I never knew in my life I would travel to Buenos Aires. Do you know Buenos Aires? What's the name of the footballer? Argentina. The one who just died. Maradona. That's where he's from. Buenos Aires. You don't know. Buenos Aires is the capital of uh, Argentina. Buenos Aires. I think it means good air. Yeah. Like malaria means mal air. Bad air. Because it was associated with us. They gave it the disease, bad air. They thought it was the air, the bad air in Africa was giving this disease. Mal air. Malaria. Yes. When God opened the door for me to work for him, he was opening the door to me for me in Argentina. Yeah. Amazing. It's the biggest door. It's the big one. Just like in your life, when you get a certain kind of a job, it's the big door for your life. Yes. It's a big job. It's a testimony. We all testify. Wow, I got this job. And when you lose your job, you say, gee, a bad thing is happening to me. Equally, a bad thing is happening to you when you lose your job in the church. Yes. When you lose your job in the work and you, don't, you lose the opportunity or something to do, it's a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. Very. 
What work are you doing? Are you just sitting here? In our church, even the children are workers. Yes. So, the big one is the work door. I want to encourage you to be one of the workers. And I I want to say something. In our church, we are most interested in secondary school students. This is what we want. Thank God for the iron rods you are selling and then carpets you are selling and curtains and curtain materials. But here, we want secondary school children. Amen. This is a big door for us. Yes. So, recognize the big one. And if it comes your way, tell somebody the big one has happened. It's coming. Amen. Number two, a door of victory for your life. And Revelations chapter 3, verse 7. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these things saith he that is holy and he that is true, he that has the key of David. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. God says, I have put an open door in front of you. And no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength. And hast kept my word. And hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Which say they are Jews and are not but do lie. I will make them to come and worship before thy feet. And to know that I have loved thee. This is a door of victory when you have no strength. A door of victory. It says you are, you are, you are, your strength is small. But I have made a way for you to overcome. Even though you are very weak. And you, you can't make it at all. I have made a door of victory for you today. So receive a door of victory even though your strength is small in your crisis, in your issues, in your life, in your concerns. Receive a door of victory. God is opening it for you. He says, I have set a door before you even though your strength is small. Number three. A door in heaven. He says, after this, I looked in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. And behold, a door was opened in heaven. Wow. And the first voice which I heard was as a trumpet and which said, Come up hither and I will show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. And there was a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. Ladies and gentlemen. A door. He says suddenly there was a door in heaven. Today. God is opening a door. And when a door in heaven opens for you. It means you are going to see visions. And you are going to have revelations of God. And visions of realities. Come up hither. 
1950, 1950, Kenneth Hagen had heard a voice. He was in a place called Blackwall, Texas. And he said that day it rained so much so there were just a few people in the church. And suddenly he called the people to come around the pulpit. And as they came around, he said, let's pray. And suddenly he heard a voice. And he looked up and Jesus was there. And he heard a voice say, come up here. And that was it. And he went up. And he was with Jesus for this period. And Jesus spoke to him. And told him many, many things about his life. There are people watching, listening. God is opening a door in the heavens. You are going to be 100 times more spiritual than you have ever been in your life. You are going to have visions and dreams and see God, see heaven, see eternal things. And know spiritual dimensions of many things in your life. A door, he says, and behold, a door was open in heaven. In heaven, a door was open in heaven. Receive this great and spiritual door. Marata soma shendola bakabaranda rabada. Number four, a door of utterance. In Colossians chapter four, a door of utterance. He said, Masters, continue in prayer. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Without praying for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. A door of utterance is simply preaching opportunities. You know, it's not easy to have an opportunity to preach. One day, an American, I invited an American to come to preach here. When he was going, I gave him a honorarium. He told me, no. You want to give me an honorarium? He said to me, I would pay you to come here. I would pay you to, to have opportunity to preach here. As I've preached. He said, I would pay you. He said, that's how much I value coming here. He said, I would pay you money. To have the opportunity to come here to preach. Yeah. He was so touched. I said, oh, God bless you. It's our, it's our, it's our tra- tradition to, to bless somebody who has come to preach. Even though you're American. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. A door to preach where? Brother, it's a great door. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to preach anywhere. He says, pray for us. Continue in prayer. Never stop praying. He said, continue in prayer. That a door of utterance. You know, last year, just before the lockdown, we had a door of utterance in Burundi. You know, and the president of Burundi was my friend. And he was expecting me. But somehow we, we were waiting for our books. To arrive there. So we said, oh, we'll when the books come. And then after that, the president died. And then after that, the pandemic came. So the door of utterance closed. And I think about these doors that have opened in my life that I didn't take. Because there are different doors that I've had open, and maybe I just 
didn't take them seriously or maybe didn't attend to it as, with the seriousness that I ought to have. Yeah. To have an opportunity to preach, I'm telling you, is the greatest. Yeah. One day I was invited to a certain country and uh, they put me in a stadium with very few people, not a big stadium, like a type of small indoor stadium. Few people came. It was a badly organized program. But I was happy to be there. I was happy to be there. Another time I was invited to preach in a certain country in Africa, West Africa, whose name begins with one of the alphabets. And when I went there, they put me in a room without windows. Now when I say without windows, what I mean is that the windows were permanently closed. And there were thick curtains there. So there's no air into the room. And the air conditioner was also not working. And the room had a carpet on the floor. You see, those are the kind of rooms that today, Corona, doesn't work in such rooms. Yeah. You know, two days, yeah, two days ago, I was going for a meeting. And when I entered the room, there were about six or eight people that they had been there for some hours working and they were going to show me something. As soon as I got to I said, no, 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 I can't come here. This room is full of, I don't know, not, not that full of anything, but, but today it's not a good environment. Air conditioned room? No. No. Yeah. So anyway, this brother was with me. He said, he, he was surprised when they put me in that place. And, I, and, and he said, why are they letting you stay? I said, brother, hold on, relax. It's an honor to be here. It's a great door. In fact, as I look back in my life, I realize it's one of the greatest doors I ever had in the ministry. Yeah, that particular preaching. Yeah, when I look back. Preaching opportunities are the, one of the great doors of your life. Preaching opportunities. Wherever you get the chance, you must preach with all your heart and you must do your best. Hey, so this brother who was not happy that we were in this room, I told him last year I came and this is where they put me. And if they invite me again next year, I will come back to the same room. It's an honor for me. Some people look for money. Don't look for money to speak. Yeah. A door to preach is the great door you can ever have in your life. And especially if you are invited to come back. It means that you are not such a bad experience. Number five. The door to a city. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. It says, furthermore when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel. And a door was opened unto me of the Lord. And I had no rest in my spirit because I found no Titus, my brother. But taking my leave of them, I went from thence to Macedonia. This is a door to Troas. He said, when I came to Troas, this is Troy. You remember Troy, the Trojan horse. Paul was there. He said, when I got to Troas, there was a door to preach. There was a door. I could see that God had opened a door. And from today, you begin to recognize opportunities from God. So this is a door. This is a door. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. 
be spiritual and see what opportunities God is giving to you. Yes. You know, some years ago, I'd never met a president in my life. I'd never met a president. Never. It just, it just never happened. But then at the point, I started to meet them. And one day, the Holy Spirit told me, anytime you encounter these people, lead them to Christ, no matter what. No matter what. Because God was showing me that he opening a door, and when the door opens, you have one business. Salvation. Yes. Amen. A door to a city. Perhaps you have a vision to be a missionary. God is opening a door. Recently, the Holy Spirit told me. You see, Malaysia, he asked me, how many times have you been? I said, I can't count. He said, I've opened a door for you. You see, Philippines, how many times have you been there? I said, there are some countries I know, even because I keep going. I even know the way. He started showing me many countries. He said, you know here? How about Korea? You know your way. I know my way from Seoul Airport. He started showing me many places. You know this place? You know this place? You know this place? They are all open doors for you. But I didn't recognize it. He was showing me places. There are cities and there are countries. God has opened doors for us. Many years ago, a carpenter came to me and gave me a prophecy. He was a carpenter, but I didn't know he was so spiritual. He showed me a dream. He said, I had a dream. And I saw your church in Africa. This was 20 years ago. And he described the church. I said, wow. I just put it in my heart. We had no branches in Africa. Suddenly, the door opened. And it was easy to go. Today in South Africa, we have cathedrals in all over the country. All over South Africa. From Cape Town to Johannesburg to Pretoria. I'm talking of buildings that we own. Durban, Peter Marisberg, this, named all of them. But you would even wonder how to go there. <laughs> Suddenly the door opens and it's just, it's just there. It's just what you can do. Begin to recognize when God opens a door for you in Troas that you rather want to be in New York. You want to be somewhere else. When God has opened a door for you somewhere, you want to be somewhere else. So many people have aborted their life's calling because even though God opened a door for them in Troas, they said, I don't want to be in Troas. Today, recognize God has opened a door for you. Number six, a door of faith, a missionary door of faith. In Acts chapter 14, they sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles 
And there they abode a long time with the disciples. Brothers and sisters, recognize. This is Paul. He came back from a journey. From place to place, God had blessed him. From this town to this town. From this city to this city. Preaching, preaching. God had opened a great door. And he said, look, God has opened a door. Eh? You know, the first love church, God has opened a door for us. Oh, yes. In, in, in Ghana. First love church is going to be one of the biggest churches. Oh, yes. It is even going to move into towns and villages, even though it started in the universities. Yes. It's soon going to be in places you never would have thought a first love church can be here. Yes. God has opened the door. Right opposite the church now, they are building a hostel as if they've chosen the mouth of the church to come and plant themselves there. <laughs> yes. It's like they've come to plant grass in front of the goat. It's a door. An effectual. And it's open. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Now, what is the first door that I gave you? A great door. What is the second door? A door of victory when you have little strength. What is the third door? A door of what? Heaven. How many believe a door in heaven is being opened to you? And what is the next door? A door of utterance. And what is the next door? A door to a city of Troas. And what is the next door? A door of faith. Amen. Finally, the last door is found in John chapter 10. Amen. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. I'm okay. The door, you see, a shepherd is a door. Yeah. Jesus said, I am the door. So Jesus is the greatest door for all of us. And whenever God gives you a shepherd, he's giving you a way and a door into great things that he has in store for you. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Shout hallelujah! Lift your hands and let me pray. Father, thank you for great doors that are open to us today. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you that a shepherd is a door. Let our eyes be fixed on every shepherd you raise up for us. I ask it in the name of Jesus. May we enter to the places you have called us to. May we go to the places you have given us. May we sense and recognize what you have in store for us. We give you thanks in Jesus name and we thank you dear Lord for your power that is released today. 
as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus, say with me, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me a new person in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, one time I was watching, there was a man, a very poor man, and he came to stand at the gate of a rich man. And he wanted to work in the rich man's house because he felt that that would be his opportunity. But there was no way. Then suddenly he saw the son of the rich man. And something said to him, this man is your door to where you are trying to go. And that's why I said today that your shepherd, a shepherd can be a door. When somebody put a book of Kenneth Hagin in my hand many years ago, he had just poured in front of me the door to my whole life. May you recognize every door that God places before you. And may you never fail to see what door God is placing before you. The day certain people are taken away from you, that's when you see that ah, a door was open for me to serve God and to do something. But now the door is gone. All those who supported Reinhard Bonke, the door to being part of a great ministry is closed, is gone. And all those who supported T.L. Osborne, the door to the, the great ministry is finished. It's something great in God is gone. All those who supported Derek Prince, I heard him talking about people supporting his teaching ministry in 100 nations. That door is closed. It closed in 2003. Kenneth Hagin and Fred Price, they died in one, within one week. They were in different parts of the world. All the board members of Kenneth Hagin lost the chance to support him. The door was open. Board members. All those who supported Maurice Cerullo, the door for something was closed as soon as he died. Ladies and gentlemen, let's recognize the door that God places before us. Jesus said, I'm the door. I'm the door. The sheep come in through me. Shepherds and great shepherds that God places in our midst, they are doors to great things. Let's see it with all our hearts. Let's recognize it with all our hearts because that is one of the greatest doors that God can put right in front of you. That's the door right there. You see that man? That's your door. Through that man, you come to so many places that you never thought were possible. In fact, you can't even imagine. This is God's gift to us. When Jesus stood before the world and said, I am the door, I'm the door. I'm the door. Every sheep who wants to come, it comes through me. He was announcing himself as the channel and the opportunity for people. Through Jesus, I can go to heaven. Through Jesus, you can go to heaven. Where do we go? 
in the world today, there's so much hopelessness, so much stalemate, so much things that don't go forward or backward. No one knows what's in heaven. No one has been there. And Jesus appears on the scene and says, I am the door. Brothers and sisters, eh? the Bible says no man has ever seen God at any time. You are not likely to see God, but you are likely to see the door to God. Amen? Amen? I said you are not likely to see God, but you are likely to see the door that is placed before you. So, open your eyes and open your heart. Don't poo-poo on the door. Protect the door. Don't take an axe and break down the door because it's your door. If the door breaks down, you go and break down with that door. Many people don't know that they rise and fall with people. You pull me down, you fall with me. That's what you don't realize. If I go down, I'm going with you. It's in your interest that I stay up. Yes. Because if God raised me up as a door for you, if you smash the door, how does it help you? Yes. So recognize the door. The doors for your life. Yes. It's the door to everything. One day somebody came to see me with a gift, like a gift, like an offering or a gift. Then, what the person was doing, I was trying to explain to the person that it's, it's not necessary and I don't need what he's doing. But the brightness in the person's eyes and the feeling that the person had made me shut up. It made me shut up because I know myself. In the same way, when I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I saw Kenneth Hagen, and I thought to myself that this man is everything to me. Through this man, I'm, I'm here. I'm in, I'm, I'm in the ministry. Yeah. The day that God anointed me in Suhum, huh? And I heard a voice. And the voice said, from today, from today, you can teach. Just here in the eastern region of Ghana. Nobody knew me. <laughs> Nobody knew anything. But there he anointed me. Wow. And today I can be preaching normally on Facebook and have 10,000 people, 10K views on Facebook only. When you add, because many people don't know we are in different groups. Yeah. Just a normal talking or prayer meeting. Wow. That man was a door to me. So I felt within myself, just shut up. It's not you. Because many times when people honor me, I feel to myself that it, I'm nothing. 
But you see, it's not you who are anything. It's what God has chosen to use you. Because you are nothing. You always feel nothing. How many mostly feel like you are nothing? That's exactly the feeling I also have all the time. I don't feel worthy of anything. But God uses people. So, celebrate what God has given you. And benefit from it. Benefit. Hey, you people, benefit from every gift God places before. When he puts a door before you, go through, go through. Use it and take it. It's your opportunity. Yeah. I promise you, a great door is open to you when God places a shepherd in front of you. He's showing you something great. He's telling you, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Financially too. Because the dust you are standing on. Remember what Jesus said. Even the dust you shake off. So the dust has some significance. So the dust of this place as it's on you is the dust of gold. Yes. Perhaps you don't know where you are standing. Yeah. I walked all the way through to Argentina, to Japan. The day I preached in Japan, I landed in Tokyo and then to Yokohama. I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I also don't know anybody there. <laughs> but that night, I was sitting here, Yongicho was sitting by me because I was preaching, then he would preach. I was like, there were two speakers. I was wondering how did I get here? I got here through Kenneth Hagin. A great door was opened for me. Yeah. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. Me, the person you see, I am the door. Through me, all the things will happen. Believe it. Believe it. No man has seen God at any time. You are not likely to see God. You are likely to see a man who God lets you see. I'm telling you. I, I wish you would see God. So I don't have to deal with rubbish human beings. <laughs> you have to accept this reality that a man whom God raises up is also a door in your life. So take it and use it to the max until we start to, to complain that you are tall. You are misusing the door now. Like you have open, close, open, close. Too much. Have you seen when children hang on the door? It's like you are hanging on the door too much. You are even spoiling the door. Let it be so. Be clever. Do you know what this series is about? It's telling you to be clever spiritually. Yes, God is saying wake up spiritually. I'm opening a door of heaven for you. Opening a door of heaven to you. Come up hither. Come up. Come up. Come up. I'll show you things. Visions. Words. 
ideas, secrets, things you didn't know before. From today, you will have knowledge you never had, revelation you never had, because a door in heaven is open to you. For some here and some people watching, a door of utterance is just breaking open for you. You'll be speaking and remember, remember when it happens and as it happens, remember a great door is opening for you. Walk through the doors. Take the doors. Don't ask for money. Take the door. The door is better than money. Amen. Amen. And some, he said, I have set a door. I have set a door. I I don't know what a door is, but that is it. He says, you have little strength, but I've set a door before you. How many have sometimes done things with little strength? Yeah. You are not strong. You don't have money. You don't have anything. When I see a bride going to get married, I see it like that. You are a woman. You have nothing much to offer. You know it. Somebody has chosen you. With little strength and with little to offer. You can't cook. You can't do anything. And you are being married. Hey. Huh? Yes. What a blessing. Father, I thank you for raising a great door. And above all, Lord, I thank you for the effectual door, the door of work. This is a great door for us. Let every unemployed Christian here become employed in your house. Lord, as we move back to the center, let your workers be seen. Let us see real workers. A great door is open to us in the First Love Church. We thank you that we shall see 25,000 attending on Sunday morning. To God be the glory for a great door he has opened unto us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Ah, finally. Now, How many want to know how to fight? Strategic fighting. Yes. You're going to fight your way through to the end. There will be no victories without great battles. So expect fighting. But at the end, you'll come through. Amen. 2020 was a year of great battles. But I believe 
the stalemate is coming to an end. And breakthroughs are coming. I want you to know something. If you find yourself alive, it means a great door and opportunity has been opened. And you've got to take it. I prophesy and I declare over you and bless you to be a champion of the great door that is laid before you. You will not be left behind in Jesus' name. God will help you to rise and be a champion and overcome everything that opposes and fights you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So in 2021 and onwards, you are breaking out of every restriction and obstacle. And you are going to make it properly. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we go back to the center, I want to tell you something. You know, give yourself, let's all give ourselves to this glorious work unreservedly. Is it correct? Yeah. You know, as if you don't have a mind, as if you are not intelligent. All you know is God and his work. Yeah. Has never reduced me in, for one second. My life. Yeah. Even in the church. The church world. It has not reduced us. By focusing on only one thing. So as we go back. We are praying that we don't know how long they'll finish do the roof and we go inside. You and I, you'll be calling back for this place. I know. I know you. I know you. How many are enjoying the fresh air here? Is it not nice to have the fresh air? Very nice. Buenos Aires. You'll be there. I said you'll be where? there. Is it not that where we used to get combi from? Is it not Argentina? Made in Argentina. Yes. Exeter. When I went to Argentina, they took me out to a restaurant around midnight. Midnight. The restaurant closes in the morning. Yes. There's, there was, there's no church in the morning. They said in Argentina, we sleep in the morning. Sunday morning, we sleep. Nobody goes to church. In the afternoon, we go to church in the evening. And after that, we eat. So the, the restaurant starts around, I mean, we got there around 11, 12. It's going till the morning. When I got there, they said, what do you have? He said, here we have meat. This country is meat. You'll be there eating this practical meat. Kamasato Ramandalabala. You know, even though there have been many troubles, trials, difficulties, I've never seen a boring day in the ministry. The door that God brought to me through Kenneth Hagen was a door to an exciting life. I've never seen one boring day. Every day there is something. 
Something is up. Something we are fighting. Something we are sorting out. Something we are organizing. It's amazing. Something new we've not done before. We are, we are finding out how to do it. It's exciting. Yeah. I see some people that we are sending them to Congo. You know, do you remember during the days of Kabila? Is it Kabila? Kabila. Yeah. We're saying uh, the, the, the short one, the father. Yeah. And the one who was with Mobutu. Yeah. Those, we used to hear those like Kisangani, Lumumbashi. Lumumbashi is where they killed Pastor Lumumba. You should see our cathedral that we are building in Lumumbashi as I'm speaking. Big cathedral with offices. Lumumbashi. It's exciting. Yeah. Kisangan, there are words we were hearing. Now, another place we are going to is Goma. Have you heard of Goma? During Rwanda's war, when the genocide happened, all the refugees came to a certain place called Goma. It was in, in Congo. It's a huge place with the refugee camp. Plenty of people. Yes. And that's where we are also going. Goma and Bukavu. And I have young men ready to go and find out something new. Huh? <laughs> a great door and if with full effectual is a word from the Greek word ergon. It speaks about labor and work. That's the big one. This is a job for you, my son. My son, you are alive. Work for me. Focus on the church work with all your heart. Yeah. Not even one day will be boring. Yes. You see, when you see things in the right way, everything is exciting to you. It's like, wow, this is something new we've never done before. Yeah. A great door and effectual. The day I was crossing the, the river Congo, I was crossing between the two nearest capital cities in the world. Like the capital cities of two countries which are next to each other. The capital of DRC Congo and the capital of Brazzaville, Congo Brazzaville. They are separated by just the river. When you cross with a ferry, you are in the next capital. As I was over the river, I was excited. I said, wow, this is the river Congo. Do you know what is in the river Congo? Yeah, many things. <laughs> Many, many things in that river. Not even one boring day. Yes. Are you ready to get into the greatest job of all jobs? So when God gives you some little children, somebody to telephone, somebody to look after and care for as though you gave birth to them. Eh? Somebody to be a shepherd for and gives you his great work of praying visiting, counseling, talking. Young Cho used to say, girls, women are the best shepherds because they have the gift of talking to children, always talking, talking, talking to the children. That is their gift. And that's why they are good shepherds. A great door is open for us. To win souls. You and I can see. Politics is not going far. In Ghana to change much. 
It's mostly just the same. Everything. Years ago, they sang a song. Nothing has changed. Yes. Nothing has changed. It's all the same. It's the same old story all over again. 52 long years of liberty. We are still in neocolonialism. Yes. We're still here. It sounds like what? Modern song. It was sung when I was in the university. When they were chanting that they want revolution. Nothing has changed. And we are here 35 years more. I want you to see the great opportunity. A great door. You see this man? God made him your door to the ministry. To God's service. The day you lie down and your name is written on the floor. Thank God. You see that you've arrived in heaven. But as I said, take, it, take me seriously. I've buried people. And when we buried them, none, none of their secular things they did was mentioned. Not even one. Only thing was mentioned was their church thing. And you look at your life today. I tell you, if you die now, you see. When we go to church, your coffin is there. Only what you did in church for church with church to church is what will be mentioned. I'm telling you. Even your work people will not come. Maybe a representative. You've not thought of your funeral, you see. You'll be shocked. But your church people will say, she did this. He did this. He was this. She was this. He came here. She did that. He did this in the church for the church to God. I'm telling you, your funeral. That's how your funeral will be. Nothing you are physically, humanly, whatever will be mentioned, it will be the smallest. Trust me. Once I had a pastor who was both a professor and a pastor. At his funeral, the professorship, apparently the day the professor's sign was fixed, that was his day, that was the day he died. And at his funeral, nothing, it was all church, 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 church. He did this, he was this, 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 like that, throughout. That's how to be in heaven. So, a great working door of work is right before you. And it's connected to somebody. Yes. Many people's ministries are connected to me because I'm their shepherd. Not to everybody, but to some people who, are, who have that calling. And that's why when you disconnect from your door, that's it. It's closed forever. And nothing works out in the ministry anymore. Because that was the door God gave to you. Whether it came in the packaging you liked or not, that was the door God had chosen for you. So my prayer for you today is very simple. Recognize all these doors. You know, you are weak. You have nothing. But a door will be lifted up for you. 
Today I can say that probably we need aeroplanes, isn't it? Don't we need private? Yeah, to be able to do certain things. That the strength, we don't, you see, that's what God said. I've set a door. Or do you have little strength? I've set a door. So when you do certain things where God, you, have not, you don't really have the strength for it, but you have been able to do it, then it means God has set that door in Revelation 3, that I've set a door, although you have little strength, that's the door right before you. Make yourself God's worker without approval from man. Never expect me to see and say, oh, you are a good worker. Don't look for that at all. You have wasted your time. Who am I? I'm likely to have the wrong impression anyway. I'm likely to make a poor judgment of you. Work for him directly. Do great things to help God's work and God's church in your secret way that you can. It's a blessing for you. It's all your blessing. This is the big door. Have you heard a lot? I've got this job. Wow. It's a great door. I've been appointed. I've been ordained. I've been made whatever. This is your great door. Do it. Give yourself. Give yourself. Look. Our vision here just as a local church in Accra is 25,000 children. Practically on Sunday. Because we were seeing about six or 7,000 people on Sunday. And we can do better. Yes. And the lockdown has scattered things, schools, everybody, you know. But a great door is still open for us. And it's just another challenge and another exciting adventure for all of us. Yes. To get involved. You know, when I was transferred to the Commonwealth Hall Dining Hall, I saw it as a great and exciting thing. Can I tell you something? The Kodesh was there, but it was my greatest joy to be in Commonwealth Hall Dining Hall. Was it Legon Hall Dining Hall, wherever? One of the dining halls. Where? Legon Hall Chapel. But we used to go up to Commonwealth. Yes. Commonwealth Hall Dining Hall. Do you know one of the things I can say is that I've never complained about work that God gives me. There are some things I've complained about. Sometimes I complain to God, but it's just between me and him. I don't complain. I complain to him directly. And I explain things to him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Huh? I talk to him. But where he puts me to work, I like it so much. I love this environment and the rain and the sun. Everything is nice to me. I would like you to come, but I don't really mind if you don't come. I'm happy here serving the Lord. Beautiful. I prefer to preach from my heart and to preach as long as I need to preach than to have to come up with some stiff, uh, what you call that finishes in 35 minutes. We have many churches, you have all these things. Please. 
please, I beg you. Let us serve God with joy. It's a very great door. All of you young children, uh, it's a great door for you. It's a great door for me to see you all serving the Lord. God has shown me in my heart many things. So let's, let's serve him. One day you drive on these mountains and you, you, you will remark that we are all buried here. Yes. <laughs> because we'll be gone. We'll be gone. You remark that we are buried here. There are people I know. There are people I know who even sold some of the land here. When I pass by, I always know this one is buried here. This one is buried. This man who gave this land and who advised and who said this. And this is where he is buried. That's all. Because the door would have been closed. This is an opportunity. When coronavirus arrived and closed down airports and airlines up to today. And by the way, it's still closed. Eh? Even now, when you go to Heathrow Airport, they will not allow you to fly. They check, why are you flying? They say, you can't fly. You are not allowed to travel out of the country. Because a new virus has come, which is newer than the last year's one. People are returned. One of our church members was when he got to the airport with his ticket and then he was returned, so you cannot go. Unless it's an emergency, you prove. We will not allow you to go. The opportunity to travel and to preach is, is gone in a way. And we are hoping for that opportunity. So when it comes again, your chance to work, your chance to give, your chance to join, your chance to be tired. <sighs> Will you ever open your mouth and complain for one second? Oh, I pray not. Your chance to have a good attitude and to fight on for Jesus. As I speak now, people are being molested. People are being taught how to smoke weed. Weed is being rolled to people and they are shown this is how you light it. This is how to smoke it. This is how to have sex. This is how to have sex on the phone, on a video, on a way, and everything. They are teaching and training people. People are abusing people. Through the church, you'll be delivered from those things. And if ever anybody does that to you in the church, you come and say, it doesn't mean you are a bad person. Rather, you are delivering yourself and other victims from nonsense. Because people do that in the church too. Wicked people. So ladies and gentlemen, a great working door is open. Hey. I remember times I felt tired when I was working for God. But how I wish I didn't feel so tired now. Huh? I wish I preached a little longer. Ooh. I told you last year we had the door to go to Burundi. Look, the president of Burundi, when I went there, he arranged a special meeting with me in his hometown. I climbed up to, I didn't even know that it was for him. We were in a hotel up just the two of us on a beautiful view. Burundi is a very beautiful country. 
I sat with this president, just the two of us. We talked for a long time. And after he was communicating, and, I, and his wife, I knew his wife, a great door was open. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't go. Because we're waiting for something. Oh, and he died. Couldn't believe when I heard this. When I, I said it was another president, it's a past news like 25, year, 25 years ago news. I said, this, the man who was my friend, he took me around. He showed me, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm handing over. I said, are you going to hand over? I said, I'll hand over. He told me how he had been a gorilla and how he had fought. How he didn't see his wife for 10 years or how many years and came back for her. Fighting in the, in the forest. And was elected. And he told me, I'm going to hand over. They think I want, I want to hand over. I'll hand over. Amazing. All these are doors. A door of utterance. Door of utterance. So, brothers and sisters, God is giving you work. God is giving you work. And I want you to take the work happily. Happily and joyfully. Knowing that eh, something can change and see that. I want to get up. I want to get up. I want to go. I want to do something. I want to help. I want to do. But you can't anymore. So let's give ourselves. How do you say it? Let's give ourselves to this glorious mission unreservedly. Yes. Let's not what? Let's, think our, let's not think our lives, our families... Our time are our own. Let's dedicate them all to God and to his work. Let's give ourselves holy that our property may appear ready at 20. If you are a young man, God has made you fresh. You have no kidney disease, no liver disease, no, do you know hypertension, no diabetes. One out of three people have hypertension, if you want to know. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And in Japan, it's two, one out of two. Every two people has hypertension. So when they're saying that those who have hypertension and diabetes are more predisposed to COVID-related problems, what they are actually saying is that everybody is, or most, almost everybody is, because most people have these things. Many... I don't know the diabetes one, but diabetes is also a lot. Most, at a certain age, the sugar is not, is not working. And you have, you have to take something. Yes. And you, fresh. A young boy. When you want to be and you go to the toilet, it comes. Brrr. There is, a, there is a disease which is common to grown up men. Shamoba. Shamoba. It's not coming. They stand at the wee wee spot and try to wee wee and it doesn't come. Prostate. They stand to wee wee and it doesn't come. And yours is working. A door is open for you. You don't know. Maybe you don't know how 
how different it is for you to be healthy. When you go to the hospital at your age, the doctor will never, it will never occur to him that certain diseases can be in you. It will even occur to him. It will even come to his mind when he asks you, how old are you? He said, 20 days. (laughs) It is not his rashes or something. But from a certain age, when you mention certain symptoms, then certain thoughts will be coming to the doctor's mind. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's an ominous sign of something. Brothers and sisters, let us give ourselves. You know, as we prepare, we are going back. Souls, churches, preaching, working for God. God will take care of the rest. God will take care. Today, Two of my children are doctors. And one is a a lawyer. The other one is in studying law. I never thought that I have two doctors and two lawyers. Children. I donated my children to ignorance. I I, I forget. I I gave them to God. I never had a plan for my, my children's future. I had only a plan for God's work. And if they can find a school in the the neighborhood, glory be to God. (laughs) Recently, I was looking at many of the pastors who are in full-time ministry. I see most of their children have turned out to be either doctors, lawyers. Most of doctors, lawyers, like Jewish families. Yes. And I thank God. Yes, most of them. Their children are, in terms of education, and most of them to their children are interested in the church. Instead of the child coming to tell you something. One sister told me, her son, she was going mad. My son says he's a, a woman. Yes. God forbid. God forbid. I see good news coming to you as you dedicate yourself to him to work for you. To work for him. Yes. And I know God is going to bless you. And he will bring you good news from your children. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many are going to join me? Look at me carefully. I'm a door to many of you. Yeah. As I'm talking now, the door is swinging. Swinging before you like this. That's why I'm talking. And God emphasized. You know, when I read about the door, I decided to go because I remembered Kenneth Higgins' vision. When he had, and the Lord said, come up. And when he went up, the Lord told him, I've been waiting for you to wait on me. I've not been waiting on me. Because of that, you have been out of my will for the last 15 years. All the things you have done is just patience. And that's why I don't kill you. It's just patience. 
And he said that most people die prematurely because they are not in my will. Make sure you stay in his will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet, please. I'm talking to you like a nurse. Hmm? Lift your hands. Surrender. I want you to surrender yourself to this great and effectual door that has been opened unto you. Father, we surrender ourselves at this time and we thank you for a great and effectual door that is opened unto us this day. Thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your blessing that is upon us. Let every hand that is lifted up mean only one thing. I surrender all. I surrender all to work for Jesus. To focus on you, Lord. And to take this great opportunity and great chance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you that all other things, all other problems will be solved. Including the problem of righteousness. You will help us to overcome our sins and work for you in purity and in holiness. Thank you for this great opportunity. We give you praise. We give you thanks. And we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I pray and I thank you. Let everyone recognize the door that has happened right now. Whether it's a spiritual door of heaven, or a door of utterance, or a door of faith, or, or a door, a factual door of ministry. Let everyone recognize this door. We give you thanks and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's time for Holy Communion. Take out your Holy Communion if you have it. Hallelujah. Now listen. Are you listening? I want to read this amazing little scripture as we take our Holy Communion. It says, Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. You see, Satan hinders God's servants from coming near you. Or from you coming near them. Satan hindered us. Then listen, are you there? And he said, For what is our hope? Or joy? Or crown? Or rejoicing? Huh? Uh, is it not you? I, I not ye even in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is coming. For you are our glory and our joy. You see, the souls you win. Is your glory and your joy. 
Yes, that's what Paul was saying. You are my glory and my joy. When he got to heaven, Colossians were his glory and his joy. What you do for God will be your glory and your joy. Amen. And as we partake today of this body of Jesus Christ, may you partake in the sufferings of Christ and be transformed into a true worker of God as you are one with the body of Christ. You are one with his suffering and one with his work in the name of Jesus Christ. The body of the savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Now take the wine, the bread, the blood. Father, we pray over this. Let it be that because you forgive us for our plenty sins and wickedness. And deceptions. One day, we will stand with glory and with joy also would not be left out of the glory and joy on that day. May the blood of Jesus cleanse us from our negligence, our barrenness, and our emptiness. Father, thank you for blessing and blessing, blessing your children with forgiveness and mercy and healing. Whoever is watching by television, I pray for healing for every sick person. Healing from COVID, from coronavirus. I ask for recovery. I ask for healing and for mercy. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that we shall not hear of any bad news through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your protection from the spirit of death and the angel of death that is moving all around. We rebuke it from the borders of Ghana and we say, go. Go, go, go. Go away. Return to where you came from. Back to the sea. In the name of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. Lift your hands for your blessing. When his jewels are counted in heaven, may you be one of his jewels. When the stars are counted in the heavens, may you be one of the stars. When those who are the apple of God's eye are being numbered, may you be among those who are the apple of his eye. When he's counting and numbering the hairs on the heads of those he loves, may you be one of those whose hairs are numbered. May you not fall to the ground unexpectedly. May you not die unexpectedly. May you not be cut off in the midst of your years and in the midst of your days. May you fulfill your calling and fulfill the number of your days according to his word over your life today. 
I prophesy his glory and I prophesy his joy and I prophesy his peace over your life today forevermore be healed of sadness be healed of your crisis be healed of your concerns in the name of Jesus every source of concern and fretting and anxiety in your life I lift up my hand and I say go back to where you came from receive peace from the father receive help from God receive grace from your heavenly father who loves you receive comfort from the spirit of God in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest amen let me hear your loudest amen whatever threatens your existence I rebuke it in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest amen whatever threatens you threatens your position your place I rebuke it in the name of Jesus you are free you are free to prosper free to live free from fear fear of death fear of tomorrow fear of darkness fear of evil in Jesus name be blessed the Lord give you peace the Lord give you peace the Lord help you the Lord make his face shine on you and give you peace in Jesus name and everyone shouted amen God bless you for listening to this message visit www daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.